You're listening to Jai Long, and this is Make Your Break, episode number 81. Hey, who wants to get rich quick? Just saying those words out loud, I bet you're thinking, what's this guy going to say? Is this a scam? Is this too good to be true? And so many different things come up. So today I actually want to talk about getting rich quick and getting rich slow, the differences and everything around those. So before we get started, I just want to say this is not financial advice. Absolutely not financial advice. It's just for entertainment purposes only. It's to open up discussion, change our mindset, think a little bit differently. And I'm really excited and passionate about this subject. So I hope you get a lot from it. Before we do dive in, if you know about the new app called Clubhouse, it's a new social media app. It's basically where we can speak live and I've been showing up live each day this week and I'm going to be showing up this week and next week. So if you would like to continue this discussion, come on to Clubhouse and you can talk to me live and I'll open up a couple of chat rooms just about this subject. So if you've got any questions or anything you want to add to this, you can absolutely find me over it that my username is at Jai Long. Nice and easy, but Clubhouse is a great thing for business. If you're not using it yet, you should definitely use it. It's invite only. At the moment, I think it's only on Apple devices. I don't think it's on Android as of yet. So I'm sorry, all my Android users, but everybody else, you'll find me really quickly and follow me, get those notifications on because between podcast episodes now, I'm going to be able to jump on there. So you can actually ask me live any kind of questions that you'd like about the discussions that I have, or if you'd like to be interviewed on my podcast or join me on my podcast or anything like that, you just want to connect in some way. Yeah. Find me over there at Jai Long on the Clubhouse app. Okay, this one's going to be a nice short episode and I just want to get straight into it. It's been a busy week for me. I just moved into a new studio. We're building a new course called the Course Launcher and I'm going to help people with my blueprint of launching courses, which is really exciting. I'm working on a new summit that's coming out soon, working on so many different things. Everyone in the business map doing uh, group calls this week, some masterminds and There is just seriously so much going on and it's a lot of fun. So we'll get in and we'll do it quickly, which goes on. And if you don't know, I'm I'm literally, I'm keeping this very conversational and I'm just sitting back on my, uh, on my couch here at the new studio and just having a bit of a, bit of a jam. And so I ask people like, you know, get rich quick or get rich slow. And how does it make you feel? And I ask that on Instagram and people are open to hearing what I've got to say. So what is the difference? One thing is getting rich quick, it's a bit of a mindset thing. So we've been taught around uh, money and different things. Like you've probably heard the thing where someone says like money doesn't buy you happiness and things like that. And it really does pull us back because we're talking about the cup half full kind of scenario. It's really from lack. Um, We believe money is going to change us, all that kind of stuff. So that's us like working on our relationship around money. But it also comes down to get rich quick because we often associate it with a scam. But really, like I believe get rich quick is the only way to live. (laughs) And you can avoid scams and you can avoid getting ripped off and things like that if you're educated. So I can't stress enough, like knowing money, knowing opportunities and seeing it and believing in yourself and backing yourself 
you'll be able to make good investments and you will be able to get rich quick, but not knowing you're a susceptible. I don't know the word. Acceptable? Ah, I, I'm, it's one word I can never say. I hate it. Anyway, you might fall trap into, um, into a scam or something like that. But if you are going into something, like if you're going to invest in something that you don't really know about or sign up to a coach you don't really know about or buy a property you don't really know about or whatever it is, however you invest your money, if you don't know 100% about it and you're feeling like it's in, you're in the dark, then it could be a ripoff. You really do need to empower yourself with knowing what it is that you're signing up to, what you're purchasing, all those things. So that's the first thing that I want to say with the get rich quick thing. Because another thing is like we tend to think like if it's too good to be true, then it is. And that's a great way of identifying a scam. But look, our parents, and I don't know about your parents, but my parents and all my friends' parents, they adopted this um, philosophy of getting rich slow. And my parents definitely don't have any money. All my friends' parents, they've got a house and now they're selling it and they have to downsell and they've got no money. And so the only thing they really got is old age. And it's a little bit sad, really. You know, they're like, one day you just keep putting money away in your 401k and into your super and you just buy yourself a home and you just save a tiny little bit and stop drinking those lattes. And then eventually when you're 65, you're going to be a millionaire. And we've been taught this over and over. And we've been taught to skip away from trying to get rich quick. And if it's too good to be true, then it probably is. And all these things. But in reality, like things can be too good to be true. Like that is actually a thing. And I'm going so against popular belief right now. And I know people are going to be cringing out going like, oh, that's exactly the opposite to what I believe. Like you are, what are you saying to me? Like, it doesn't make any sense. But like, seriously, if it's too good to be true, maybe, maybe it is too good and maybe it is true. So that's one thing I want you to think about. Now, the reason why I want to bring this up is because if you live your life thinking, that when you're 65, you're going to be a millionaire and that's when you're going to be rich. Like, I want you to really think about your life. Like, are you going to be rich? Are you going to be able to enjoy it? Because when I look at that, I'm like, man, all I've got is old age. And yeah, fair enough if I've got enough money to retire on, but that's not really what I'm put on this earth to do. Like just work so then I can retire one day when I'm 65. And I read this book, from Tony Robbins just the other day, actually. And he's talking about get rich slow, like everyone's always teaching. And it was interesting because I was like, man, you wrote this book about get rich slow and then the strategies, but you got rich quick because you sold the book and you had a business and you got assets and you did all these other things that got you the money. So you're not actually like doing what you preach, you know? And so many of us, we fall victim for like the get rich slow thing. But Anyone that's driving around in a fancy car or anything like that, did they get rich slow or did they have a business? Did they invest in the right thing? Did they get their education right? Did they learn something? Did they actually get rich fast? Now, here's one benefit of getting rich fast. You have, hopefully, a fairly long life. And the sooner that you get rich, the sooner that you get more opportunities and you can build more wealth. Because if you build wealth when you and then you finally get it when you're 65, there's not many options you can have with life there. But imagine if you became a millionaire in your 20s or your 30s. Then you've got opportunities to live out your passion, to start new businesses, to invest in, you know, new tech or into something new. And there's so much more fruits in life that you can go after because there it all is. It's not there at the end of your life. It's at the start of your life. And as I said before, the only thing 
that you're going to get with time really is old age. So we all know about compounding and that's one thing that we use to make a decision and it's the way to get rich slow and it's also the way to get rich fast. But I want to talk about something a little bit different and it's the weight of a choice. So at different stages of our life, we have choices, we make choices, and we sometimes don't know the weight of that choice. Now, the earlier that you make that choice, the more heavy that weight is on your life. So for instance, for an example, imagine if you um, decided to not wear a helmet when you're 15 years old, and then you came off and you hit your head and you had a concussion or something like that, maybe some, a little bit of spinal injury. And then when you're like 65, you're starting to get some arthritis where that happened and you're starting to get some problems right there. And when you're 85, the same thing. When you're, when you're 95, the same thing. And it has this huge knock-on effect where your whole life now, you're going to be going in and out of the doctors and uh, working on this injury that you had so long ago. So if you made that same accident when you were like 65, it's got less weight on your actual whole life. Now, the same can be said with if you bought a property when you're 25 and you made that choice, imagine what that does for your life when you're 35 and 45 and 55 and 65. It absolutely compounds, snowballs, gets bigger, gets heavier, and it changes the course of your life, right? So we can't underestimate making small decisions. Now, a lot of the times we make small decisions, but because we get scared and we don't like risk, we go into things thinking, okay, if something's too good to be true, then it is. And we've got forever to get rich, so we don't need to jump on opportunities now. And with that mindset, we miss out on so many opportunities. And that's what I'm talking about when we when I talk about getting rich quick, right? Because getting rich quick, what does that look like? That looks like you know creating an asset to sell. It looks like starting a new business, starting a new venture, starting a new product. It looks like investing in something that's new, something that's up and coming. And yes, all these things are risky, but with risk. Uh, with volatile, uh, if something's volatile, of course, that's the tax you pay to have something that has a bigger return. Now, one thing I want to say is um, when we're entrepreneurs, or like say you're a wedding photographer or whatever it is, here's just a little of an analogy. If I gave you $100 and I gave you a, a dice, and if you rolled that dice and if you got a six, I'll give you $10,000. Like how many times would you roll that dice? And I bet you, you'd realize that you can never lose because that six is going to come up before you get to the 10,000. So you're probably going to keep putting in $100. You're going to run out of $100. You go back to work, you'll make another $100 and you come back to me and then you roll the dice and you'll keep doing it until you win, right? And now with business, if you're a wedding photographer or whatever it is, we tend to think we've got one role in life. Like that's it. So if this business doesn't work out and if I fail, that's it. I'm going back to my old job and I'm never going to try again. And so many of us, we fail once and then that's the end of it. We roll the dice once, didn't get the $10,000 and then we give up. Not knowing that imagine if you just kept showing back up and kept doing it. So I can almost guarantee you, if you're living a long, healthy life and if you live to, to 95 and each year you decided to invest $10,000 into maybe it's a new share, maybe it's a new crypto, maybe it's a property, maybe it's um, a business, like a new startup. And if it failed after the end of the year and you did it again and you did it again and you did it again for the rest of your life, like I can almost guarantee you'll be a millionaire because there's going to be one thing that you're going to hit. You're, you're taking so many swings. There's going to be one thing that you're going to hit that's going to get you to that to the big number. Does that make sense? So 
don't get disheartened if you've done something and it just didn't work. You know, I bought shares once and it was in 2007 and 2008, it just plummeted and then I sold everything and then I lost all my money and then it went back up and I wish I didn't sell. Now I'll never go near it. And you hear this time and time again, we have this this thing in the back of our mind, like this little this little guy that says, like, keep safe, don't, don't go near risk. And we try and um, avoid getting rich quick as much as possible because, because we believe getting rich slow is the only way. Now, again, if you believe getting rich slow is the only way, I know Warren Buffett is a prime example and almost the only person that's ever done something like that because you know he's a shining star. But I want you to think about like what your family's told you and I want you to think about what your family have actually done. Like, Did your parents live a rich life? Um, did they have a lot of money, a lot of abundance or are they waiting to get it? And when they got to an old age, did they actually have it? And could they actually enjoy it? Like I want you just to question the the old get rich slow thing, okay? I just want you to question it. I know that I'm going to get a lot of hate because I'm saying things, but again, don't be reckless. Everything's got to be educated. So that brings me to my next point. So people, when they don't like to get risky and when they have a knowledge gap, what they like to do is they like to over-diversify. Now, everyone always tells you, just diversify, keep putting your money in there, cost average, and then just keep doing it for the rest of your life. And when you're 65, you're going to be, you're going to be rich, okay? So that's like the slow way. Everyone tells you that's very much the average way. And as the past has proven it just hasn't really worked out like what we believe it's going to work out. There's so many other factors there. Now, when we over-diversify, the reason why we do that is to mediate risk and for a few different reasons. And one reason is we don't actually know what we're investing in. So for instance, like we will we will buy into a company on the share market, but we'll buy across 20 different companies. And what I've found is in my life and in the life of... um all my friends that, you know, I've got a couple of friends that have like $100 million and $50 million and everyone that I know that's got like decent amount of money or wealth or income or whatever it is, they've actually didn't diversify very much at all. And what they did is they hyper-focused on the things that they actually believed in and they learned everything about it. So instead of buying 20 different companies, they spent the same time just researching one company until they found a company that they absolutely went, okay, I believe Tesla is going to be the next thing because because it's an electric car and it self-drives and it does all these things. Like, why do I need to put in 19 other companies when I believe this one here is the one? Does that make sense? Did you know optimizing the copy on your website can help allow your traffic to fall in love with your brand, get you a much higher conversion rate, and get you more traffic from search engines? I've been using Pepperstorm Media for years, so I know what good copy can do. If this is one piece of the puzzle your business is lacking, I am giving you $100 off a Pepperstorm copywriting package so you too can have killer copy that converts on your website. Just use the code MAKEYOURBREAK. For all the information, head over to jialong.co forward slash Pepperstorm. That's jialong.co forward slash Pepperstorm. And then once you um, go into that one, then you can roll the dice again and do it again. So looking around, what's the next opportunity? Maybe maybe Bitcoin could be the thing. Like you're thinking, okay, so Bitcoin, I just feel like in the future, people are going to have more microtransactions. I feel like people are not going to use gold as much. US dollars not pegged against gold. So maybe this is a great little buy. 
And then you do all the research and you go in and you close that knowledge gap. So you're not just buying, I don't know what Bitcoin is. You're not in that pool. You actually know what it is and you believe in it. Then you put your money in it and you're no longer diversifying. You're actually educating yourself. So the reason why I say that is um, if you go across 20 things that you don't really know about, yeah, one might go up and you might make a tiny bit of money. Maybe you'll make 10% per year or something like that, but you've only put one twentieth of the amount of money into that one investment as well. So you can't really do that well. Does that make sense? So imagine if you just went, instead of going 20 across all of them, imagine if you just put one into Tesla. Now, I know what you're thinking. It's like, yeah, great one. You can, uh, who can just pick a stock like Tesla that's going to skyrocket or like Bitcoin that's going to skyrocket. But a lot of this stuff comes down to common sense. So for me, like um, when I'm investing, like, yes, I do invest into things like Tesla. I've been talking about it for years and into Bitcoin. I've been talking about it for years and no one listens to me because everyone's like, oh, that's all speculative. It's all new. We don't know about it. You should go into coal and into oil and things like that. That's true and tested. But when you believe deep down that it's like, man, I think things are changing though, because in my generation, people don't really want to be investing their money into coal and into oil and things like that. So when you start seeing a shift, you start seeing, you know, like the older generations bought bonds and they bought gold. But when I look at my generation and, and Gen Z, I'm like, they're all buying Bitcoin and crypto. So I follow the money. Like, okay, so if everyone's going there and doing that, and then as the baby boomers are all getting to an older age and they're no longer investing, I'm like, well, if I'm chasing the money, you know what I mean? So you start working at like a little bit more common sense over anything else. So again, it's just such a limiting belief. And I think it's one of the one of the biggest things that stops us from actually making any money. And everyone that I've met that's actually made a lot of money, they have been able to do it via a business, via getting to know their investments, putting in a little bit more work, like being able to buy properties and adding value and things like that. And when you start thinking like, I'm going to get rich quick and you make that choice, those are the things that you're going to start doing because you're not going to, you know, just wait now with your 401k and your superannuation and just price stacking, you know, another $5,000 into 20 different diverse, you know, shares that did great 20 years ago. And you're going to start being more proactive because you, you know that maybe it is too good to be true. And maybe, hey, I'm not average. Maybe I won't get average results like what everybody else gets. Does that make sense? I hope I'm I'm talking some sense here because um, this is something that I'm really passionate about. I've read a lot of books about all this stuff with both getting rich slow and getting rich fast. And um, for me, the second that I decided to get rich fast instead of slow, I made so many different decisions and I changed up everything. So one last little piece of advice, and this is an incredible one, and I want to share this story. I'm a little bit, you know, vulnerable sharing this story because I you know what it's like. You, you talk about money and um, and people don't usually receive it very well and and whatever. But um, I just shared this in, in my six-figure business map. I made an investment in 2019, some crypto. And in 2019, what I did was, and this is something that I always do, is I create extra revenue streams. So I started doing workshops. And in 2019, I pledged to myself every single dollar that I make from workshops. I'm not going to pay myself all the hard work that I do, I'm going to put it into an investment. And I decided that crypto was the place for me to put it, right? And the reason being is because I know it's volatile, but I'm also, I don't mind risk. And I know volatility is the tax you pay for a higher, for a higher reward on something like that. 
Now, uh, and I was happy. It's, it's an extra income for me, so I was, I was happy to lose it. Like that's the thing. You never want to invest money that, you, you know, that you're not, that's going to change your life if you lose it. You definitely don't want to be doing that. You never want to borrow money to invest. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. Yes, you want to borrow money to invest if it's like a property or something, but I'm just talking about you don't want to be, you know, gambling stuff onto crypto and borrowing money and doing stuff like that. So anyway, I put 50000 onto it. 2020 came around and it absolutely plummeted. And then just this week I um, jumped on and checked it and it's now worth $400,000. And I was absolutely mind blown. It's like, oh my God, look at this. It's just crazy, right? So I shared that inside the six-figure business map, um, the screenshot and everything, just showing like where it was last year and then the graph of like where it is now. And um, it's mind-blowing because it's a, such a sweet little strategy of like if you get a side hustle, if you get an extra income stream, whatever it is, put in 100% of that income because you don't need to change your lifestyle and put that into something to invest in, whatever you believe in, right? So I put it in crypto because I believe in it. I literally research it every day and I have done so for like the last five years. So that's my thing and I'm I'm like so passionate about that kind of stuff. So I want you to be thinking about like, How's the world changing? What opportunities are opening up for you? Where can I get a side hustle or some extra income, extra income stream from somewhere? And then what can I do with that money? Because this is one thing I want to say. It's not about how much money you make. Never is. It's about what you do with the money. Okay. Because I know people, um, I've got a friend actually, he became a millionaire last year and um, he showed me a screenshot. He he jumped on some shares and, and all sorts of things, but uh, last screenshot he sent me was like 2.5 million in his bank. And um, we, I was having a bit of a chat with him because we grew up together. I was actually thinking about getting him on this podcast, but we both came from nothing. And we both used to talk about in our early 20s how one day we'll be millionaires. And we both became millionaires in the same year in totally different ways, which was really interesting. But um, he didn't make much money. So he didn't have a high income, but he was just researching and learning different shares. And he was like on them every single day, learning, learning. So when he actually bridged the knowledge gap and then he believed in a few different companies, he put all the money that he earned into those companies. Now, again, remember this, it's about rolling that dice. So yeah, he put in his hundred dollars, but then he was trying to get to 10000 And if he lost the $100, if he lost his whole paycheck or his whole year's worth of paycheck, he can do it again next year. Then he can do it again next year. And then he can do it again next year. And then he can do it again all through his 40s. And then he can do it again all through his 50s. Does that make sense? So it's like, how can you lose if you keep showing up that much and you keep putting money into something? So imagine every year if you decided to put 50000 into a new Maybe it's a share, maybe it's a crypto, maybe it's a different asset, maybe it's a new business, maybe it's a new product, like whatever it is. Imagine if you did that every year instead of thinking, no, it's all fine. I'm going to get rich slow. Like that's fine. And you actually took control of your life and went and decided, you know what? I actually want to be rich young so I can give to charity. I can do all these things. I can live my passion. I mean, if you're an artist and you're listening to this, so you you can have exhibitions, you can buy the paint without stressing, like you can do these things, you know? And I think that that is just like really important to think about. So yeah, again, I don't want you guys to get reckless. Um, This is all for entertainment purposes only. This is just how my brain works. This is the stuff that I think about. I don't just think about it though. This is the stuff that I do. So yes, I do, you know, put money into, into things. It doesn't always work out. I've got to say that, right? Um, There's so many things that I've done that's lost me lots of money and I keep showing up and I keep doing it and I keep 
go and get another job, go on to book some more work, whatever it is to make back the income so I can try again. Because just like that dice, I'm there and this is one life that I have and I'm not going to wait until I'm 65 until I'm a millionaire. I'm going to roll that dice. I'm going to roll it and I'm going to roll it and I'm going to roll it. I'm going to get myself that 10 grand. So I want you just to think about that that mindset shift with and see if it changes the way that you show up because you will realize that like maybe, here's another thing I invested in was my business coach. Because I was like, yeah, I could probably do it all myself over the next five years and 10 years and get rich slow. But I was thinking maybe he can give me some shortcuts and all I have to do is invest $20,000 in my business coach and he can cut my learning curve, you know, so much quicker, bridging that knowledge gap, which is the thing that makes you the money. And it did exactly that. And that's how I was able to hit seven figures last year. And, you know, I've just hired him again and I'm doing it all over again. And I'm going to hire, you know, a bigger coach and a better coach that's done more. And I'm going to keep doing that because... For me, it's all about bridging that knowledge gap. Because if you're sitting there and you're like, oh, I'm not sure where I should invest my money or I'm not sure if I should start a business. I'm not sure how to get leads to my business. I'm not sure how to get an extra income. I'm not sure about these things. Then, of course, you've got to realize like you have a knowledge gap. That's what it is. And imagine if you bridge that gap. The question I want to ask is, how much does it cost you right now not to bridge that gap? Like, that's what I want to know. You know, there's so much opportunity cost. And if you want a chance to roll that dice and actually get a few hits, bridging that knowledge gap so you're empowered to know what is too good to be true and what is just good and is true and what is a get-rich-quick scam and what is actually you're going to get wealthy fast because so many people can do it. And just to prove that, just to prove that, I want you to go down to your local city, wherever it is, and have a look at how young people are driving around their Range Rovers, in their Lamborghinis, in all those cars. You see people in their 20s, in their teenage years, in their 20s. And I'm talking like in America, it's like 76% of millionaires are all self-made, right? So you can't say they're all born into it. They're all self-made. And each day, I can't remember the stats, but it was between 14,000 and 2,000 people become uh, minted into millionaires per day. I think there's a lot more than how many baby boomers are becoming millionaires each day when they hit 65 or 70 years old. So I want you to think about that. How are all these people getting wealth? Is it too good to be true? How is it working for them? And it's not working for my parents that told me and they like, I mean, taking advice from, you know, my parents or so many of my friends' parents is like, it's the worst thing you could possibly do because you're getting advice from someone that doesn't have financial freedom, teaching you how to get financial freedom and follow the path that they have, which is the path that I don't want. Does that make sense? So something to think about. Anyway, I'm going to finish it up there because I know I'm rambling on, but um, food for thought was something I wanted you to really think about. And I hope it changes the way that you look at life, look at the decisions that you make. Remember, every decision that you make as you get older, it's less weight on that decision. And when you're younger, you don't even realize the effects, like a butterfly effect, like buying a house in your 20s. You don't even realize how much that's going to affect you when you are 40 and 50 and you want to do more things. So the earlier that you're doing things, the earlier that you're starting that business, um, creating those projects, products, whatever it is, getting stuff out to the world, all those assets, making you money, making you income, the quicker you write that book, put that out there, like whatever it is, Okay the more profound effect it's going to have on the rest of your life, the more opportunities are going to open up, the more chance of you to build wealth, you know, the more chance of you to actually make a change and an impact in other people's lives as well. So again, thank you for listening to Make Your Break. This is Jai Long. I want to see you over on Clubhouse because I'm going to talk about this this week and I know there's going to be some people on this podcast episode that's going to be really triggered today. I know there's going to be some other people that are fascinated 
I'm challenging people. I am an Enneagram 8. I am a challenger. And I know there's going to be a lot of love and hate around this. But again, it's just entertainment purposes. And I just want you to start thinking a little bit different. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys.